Hey party people, it is November the 17th, 2021 here in Egypt and the time is 8:12 p.m. How are y'all doing? <laughs> it's been a long time. It seems like forever since I really like sat down and focused on an actual podcast, um, but that simply means that work is underway. We just completed, well, we're in the process right now of completing the first term of three for the 21-22 school year, and uh, I'm happy to announce that today I got my residence card, so I'm an official resident of Egypt until November the 14th, 20 and 22. Um, So that felt really good. Uh, Going to the visa office, um, I have to give a shout out to the office, um, Mr. Muhammad. Uh, That's not his last name, but call him Mr. Muhammad, who went there and really did all the hard work, who hustled and got in those lines and stood in those long lines and, you know, pushed his way through and negotiated his way through so that we could get not only our work permits um, in place. Actually, I don't have a work permit. I still pretty much have a tourist visa, but um, it's a tourist visa that is going to hold me down for the remainder of the year so I don't have to go back to the visa office but I do have a residence card the card literally says resident so I'm really excited about that that was um a part of my adventure for being here um in Egypt um school education all over the world I think it's a hot mess um here is no different however um the advantages I think far outweigh the disadvantages I can't necessarily say that about America because I know I keep saying it but y'all not having an after school (laughs) is the shit um I get it people are like but kids need extra help they need to have sports after school and I'm like you know what let their parents put them in in something after school you know let a bus come pick them up let them have a nanny come pick them up the education system is changing anyway, so, um, yeah. Um, so, your girl, <laughs> that what I've been doing for the past t- maybe two and a half going into three weeks, if you by any chance hear any coughing in the far, far background, that is my roommate. She says she don't have covid but I be locking my door and telling her to keep her distance. <laughs> she got a nasty cough, y'all. I don't know. Ooh, she got a nasty cough. I don't think she has COVID, honestly. But I do think she's... Because she hasn't had, like, a, a temperature or anything like that. But... And you know what? I don't really know because she been locked in her room. But that cough... Nah, dog. I don't want no parts of it. So I've been in here burning incense and using my mint and all of that. Like, mm mm. Taking my ginger, my raw ginger, drinking my water, not putting anything in my body that's gonna clog me up. 
But anyway, um, so for the past like three weeks, um, the students have been, they go from testing weekly to doing their, it's like a pretest for the finals. So my English students, not only were they being tested on or are they being tested on the novel that they're reading, which is Hannibal, they also have been preparing to write a composition, a five paragraph plot driven um, descriptive paper. And we've been working on it. So they did the pre-paper about two weeks ago. And when it came in, your girl got handed the stack. So I had to grade 105 five-paragraph compositions from every sixth-grade class that we have. Now, I'm not complaining. It was a tedious um, endeavor. What I might be sort of complaining about is the fact that when I got the papers, the sixth graders took their compositions. <laughs> I know y'all heard that. That's my roommate. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, y'all. But that cough, it's out of this world. It's from out of this world. And we we are like, everything is night and day around here. Like, it's literally not. Oh, God. And she blowing her nose. Anyway, so my students. Okay, how can I explain this? They wrote the paper. The sixth graders wrote their compositions last. So by the time my sixth graders wrote their compositions I was given a week to get them graded and get them back in 105 five paragraph compositions I was given a week now mind you I still had to go to work and I still had to prepare my students because finals were coming up so everything was kind of shifting at the school By the time I got their compositions back, it was time for them to write their final composition. So the sixth graders literally had one day, if I'm not mistaken, maybe one and a half days to look at their other compositions, figure out what they did wrong and go right back into testing to write their final composition, which is what I'm grading right now. And I, the only reason I'm complaining about that is because all the other classes, the fifth graders, the seventh graders, the eighth graders, the ninth graders, they all had plenty of time to have their compositions graded, give them back to them. Um, they could actually look at them with their teachers, talk about them, have a couple of lessons, and then go back into writing their finals. So literally what I told my students was, I said, after I explained it to them and made sure they understood exactly what was going on, like I'm very, very transparent with with my students, no matter where I am. I'm very transparent, almost to a fault. 
But I basically told them, I said, y'all, what the school is asking us to do is be superheroes right now. They're asking us to take off <laughs> our civilian clothes, put on our our capes, and be motherfucking me superheroes. And we're going to do it. Because let me tell y'all something about my 6C class. These kids, I don't know what in the cosmos put me in front of them but these are some of the most spirited children i have ever come across when i tell you spirited 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 like as soon as we met it was like oh man this is going to be a good year whether the administration (laughs) tries to make it good for me or not I look so forward to going into that classroom because these kids just have personalities like none I've ever seen before like the whole class I have had classes where two or three from day one were shining like diamonds But this whole class, everybody has a personality. Everybody has something special about them. Um, And I can literally close my eyes and see each and every one of these kids. All 26 of them, I can see them. It may be one. I have one who he's learning online. And even when we have him online and we're in class, he's very, like, spirited. Like, he'll interrupt me. While I'm teaching and say something. So, um, so they knocked it out the box, y'all. Like, I, I graded their papers. And for the most part, everybody did stellar. They did stellar work. And the grading system here is such that you can't really fail anyway. Like, they get a lot of points on GP. So, by that I mean they automatically get points um for the title it doesn't even have to be a solid title so for instance if they have to write a paper on crossing a bridge well no that's not a good example if they have to write a paper on a time when they got something unexpected they can the title can literally say a time when i got something unexpected and they they automatically get points as long as whatever is written there is written as a title would appear on a paper. So that was different for me because in America, they're like, no, it's got to be this, it's got to be that. But these are bilingual students who are still um, really learning the English language and they're learning the English language while they're learning French so they're probably writing um, French at the same level that they're writing English anyway long story short your girl is like knocking it out because what I don't want to do is be is to use my whole week grading papers so I got the papers two days ago no I got the papers three days ago and I should be done tomorrow I should I have one more set to do and I've done a set a day I've been able to get through 26 papers a day um I just come home and knock them out I just come home and sit down and 
<laughs> through determination, will, and and skill set. I just I'm just knocking it out. Um, so let me go back to my roommate being sick. Um, I'm learning that my roommate, we talk a lot, and I'm learning that she very much is an extrovert. She very much likes to be out and about. That is her thing. Um, so last Saturday, when we went to the pyramids, um, to go to the art exhibit, she was already sick. She was already snotting around the apartment and coughing and then we got home I went to bed because I was tired we had walked all day all day all day all day like to a point where by the time I sat down my legs like deflated like have you ever like walked so much that when you sit down like your whole body just deflates so I came in took my shower got ready for school the next day we had school get up I'm having breakfast she comes out looking like shit on a stick and I'm like girl you don't you don't look any better than you did yesterday and she was like I know and when I went to the such and such last night and I was like what you went anyway there's this thing called internations and internations does all of these events and my roommate signs up for everything that they do. She, from, we, um, work until Thursday. Thursday evening, she be gone all the way till Sunday. She may come back into the apartment. Most of the time, wherever she goes, she'll spend the night. So, I just was like, you're running yourself ragged. And I think that's pretty much what has happened. She has run herself ragged. And she's still trying to run herself ragged because... Um, they're doing bowling tomorrow night. Um, she she's back at work. She was, took two days off. She reported back to work today, and was upset because the school will not foot her COVID bill. So we don't even know if she has COVID. She doesn't want to pay for COVID. She don't want to pay for a COVID test, and the school is not going to pay for her COVID test. So I have become a voodoo priestess up here in this apartment. <laughs> Pulling out all the stops. No shame in my game. I don't go in the, we don't, I tell her we can't be in the kitchen at the same time. We eat at the table together, but the table is fairly long. And at a certain point, I'm just kind of like, I don't believe she has COVID. I really don't. I just, just this cough, that cough she got though. Ooh, it's from the depths of hell. So, um, Let's talk about the language. So my students are teaching me a little, you know, stuff here and there. I finally um, have gotten comfortable with saying you're welcome. I wouldn't say it for a long time because um, I just wouldn't. I'm just I get really nervous when I'm trying to speak Arabic um, simply because I have a flat tongue. I've realized that I have a flat tongue. The English language does not. Um, support us rolling our tongues so we talk in in my opinion we talk flat so we never say things like like my brother I would never say rolling there's we we don't have any words where the tongue rolls so 
Arabic. That's all. That's what it's all about is that tongue and that breath work. So Aswan, Afwan. I think it's Afwan. Yeah, it's Afwan. That's you're welcome. And I am practicing good morning, which is Sabah Khalir. Ah, I think I just did it. <laughs> if I don't think about it, I'll do it. But the slow motion is Sabah Al Khahir. But when you say it, it's Sabah Khalir. I think that's it. Sabah Khahir. Khahir. Sabah Khahir. That's good morning. And, um,. What else have I learned? I don't, let me tell y'all something. It's not happening real fast for me. It's not happening fast at all. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, I went and had some um, koshari. Um, it's really good. I really like koshari, y'all. It's the spice, the, the sauce really is what makes it good. Koshari is a Egyptian dish that is a vegetarian. It's pretty much vegetarian, but it has, I think, like four different types of noodles there's a rice and there's like three other types of noodles there's like a spaghetti noodle um and then two little bitty noodles i can't really i'll figure it out before i get back to the states and then there's some lentils um tomato and fava beans and it's all mixed up and then you put like this vinegar and lemon juice on it and then it has like a tomato sauce and then you put fresh tomatoes with it and then there's this really spicy spicy sauce that goes on it and it's actually good it tastes like a bowl but it's it's not just a hodgepodge of stuff put into something to satisfy a craving it is an actual like organized type of bowl Anyway, koshuri. And um I think that's pretty much it. I had I'm going to have to come back on this other one y'all, but dates. I know the name for dates and it's it's escaping me right now and I don't want to um attempt to even say it. So my next outing here in the motherland will be um, on the 27th, I will be going on a um, school trip with my co-workers to um, Tunis, um, the Tunis village for breakfast. And while we're there, we'll be um, hiking at the, who Lord, y'all, these words, Madara. Mada, Madara, Madara, yeah, Madara Mountain. Um, I'm gonna go sandboarding. It's like snowboarding, but it's on sand. I'm so excited about that. Um, doing a boat ride, and we'll have dinner, and then we're doing a campfire with roasted marshmallows. Um, it is an overnight trip or a day trip. I paid for the day trip. Um, my roommate is going. Hopefully, she'll be better by the end. Um, but then I signed up to be a chaperone for the middle school who will be going to the same place. It's actually um, El Fayum. 
will be going to El Fayum. I'll be going as a chaperone. So a lot of the things that I won't get to do as on the um, adult trip, I will get to do um, with the students. Um, so I think um, maybe pottery making, maybe, not really sure, but I'm excited about it anyway. I'm really glad that um, because we didn't do any field trips in the first um, term. And I wondered about that because of COVID and things like that. But it's definitely something that they do here. And it's definitely something that is is um, supported and um, very intentional. So I was glad when they sent out the email looking for chaperones. The only thing is that they don't do uh, field trips on school days. They do them on the off days. So on Saturday, um, I will be doing the chaperoning, which I was like, that's not too bad. As a person who's never been to Egypt, I get to chaperone to a place I've never been. And I get to do it on a Saturday, which for my life, it's perfect. I don't I don't do much. I don't do much at all. I'm sitting up here writing these scripts. <laughs> And reading books about scripts and sending emails to people like Hilliard Guess asking him questions. And he's been extremely generous to me by answering my emails and such. Um, not a lot is happening, y'all. I mean, stuff is happening, but most of this stuff I'd be like, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, this is such a ridiculous place, it's such a dirty paradise. Everything is just upside down. But at the end of the day, these my people, these Egyptians, y'all, they are just out. They so off the chain. They're so off the chain. Um, so I think that's it. Um, I talked to my mom. Oh, my dreams. Y'all, my dreams have been so off the chain. I can't even explain them to you. They have been so off the chain. I cannot wait to talk to some of y'all because y'all been popping up in my dreams. Uh, on the celebrity tip, Taraji Henson done made two appearances. I don't even know why. Like, what But yeah, I've had Taraji Henson in two of my dreams. Um, and I have been playing around with setting goals right before I go to sleep so the other night I was listening to spiritual shit with uh the lovely Aaliyah and I don't know which episode I was listening to but one of the things she said was I was listening to an episode about do you have spiritual gifts like can you are you psychic can you read palms like what is your thing and one of the things she said was like what are you interested in so from day one like literally y'all since like second or third grade since I understood that I was born in November I have been like I have a, a, a small slight large preoccupation with the zodiac signs not the Chinese zodiac signs our zodiac signs like I have been like there's a there's a part of me maybe in my kneecap that's just consumed with it I really um think it matters 
what constellation you're you're born under what the placement of the moon and the stars and all of that what that means so i was sitting up here in the bed and i was like you know what i like astrology so she said if you don't know what it is you're like she said before you go to bed just ask the universe ask the ancestors to tell you what it is you're good at and i kid y'all not i woke up the next day and was like ah, i didn't happen and i wake up every morning and i journal and normally while i'm journaling the dream my dream will just pop up like whatever it was i dreamt about that night and i was journaling and my dream popped up and i started writing my dream and there was a part of my dream where i was in target looking for some tarot cards literally <laughs> looking for tarot cards so yes yes i am yes i am yes i am i'm gonna buy me some tarot cards when i get back to the states and i'm gonna take me a tarot reading class and see what happens um i just feel like i can i just feel like i can and i'm not afraid or ashamed to say that um i'm kamika spencer and i do whatever i want <laughs> so that's going to be a part of this next lifetime for me. Um and I think you should play with it. I think before you go to bed at night you should ask yourself a question. Ask yourself a question and as you go to sleep just keep repeating the question until you go to sleep. So I just kept saying, what is my spiritual gift? What is my spiritual gift? What until it's just revolving in my head and I woke up the next morning and literally and at first the funny thing about the dream was that it was such a small part of the dream. The dream was a bigger uh dream and that li- it was a little bitty part where I was in target and said, "Wait a minute, I got to go find me some tarot cards." And then the dream went back to whatever it was about. You know what I mean? So I just thought that was interesting. And I do, and I do not think it was a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that my roommate's middle name is Louise. <laughs> now I know somebody listening to this. They like, "God dog, boy, that's something." And it is. Y'all my my roommate's middle name is Louise, which is also the name of my grandmother. the first name of my grandmother and it's also the name of one of my other ancestors who I always call on my aunt Louise Van Zant so um it's like living with a double-headed copperhead up in here so um i think the though that those particular things in my journey being over here are way wilder to me than just like casual observations and I'm really focusing on getting all of my limiting beliefs out of me, like anything that limits me. So, it's dulled me down just a little bit. I know some of y'all are like, this don't sound like you, Kamika. This don't sound like you at all. And it doesn't. But it's because I'm kind of changing, you know. I'm 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 under the umbrella while the rain falls. Um I've been writing a little bit of poetry. Um The weather here has changed, but we're still in short. I'm still pretty much in short sleeves. It's cooler in the mornings now. The fall here is really, really beautiful because the weather is great. Like you're in the desert, 
But it's kind of like weird to be in the desert and actually feel cool air. Um, I don't know, you know, I, it's just weird to me. Um, but everything seems to have settled down a little bit. Um, at 4.20 every morning, maybe not 4.20, but around 4.30 every morning, there is a loudspeaker of Arabic prayer slash song that plays. And I am intending one morning to get up and do a podcast so that y'all can hear oh boy singing through this speaker system and how interesting it is to wake up like so you know in the states on wednesdays i know in texas they do it every wednesday where they test the weather sirens so imagine Because you can hear that siren from all over. Like, I don't know where it's blaring from, but wherever you are, you can hear it. So imagine if they let, they put somebody on there and that person sang a prayer at 4.30 in the morning. So... My alarm clock is set for 5.55, but I'm up by 4.44. So that's how I wake up every morning. And some nights I don't go to bed till, like, I'll go to bed. I try to go to bed early. As you can tell, I'm in the bed now. Try to go to bed early um, only because I have that old people's thing now where I wake up in the middle of the night. So I'll sleep for, like, two or three hours, and then I'm guaranteed to wake up. Like, I will wake up and just be laying here. Um, Or I'll get up and read or go use the bathroom or whatever. Um, I do that thing now where I don't sleep through the night. And I accept it. So, waking up is almost detrimental because if I wake up at 3.30, I'm so like, God, please let me go back to sleep. And sometimes I'll go to sleep and the prayer comes on. And I feel like I have been asleep for hours. Then there are times where I wake up and I try to go back to sleep. And when that prayer comes on, it's it's a death toll because I haven't really gotten back to sleep. But I want y'all to hear it. I think y'all have heard it before, but I think it was in the daytime. It's a different guy at night. Whoever sings the prayer at night. Um, is different from the guy who sings it in the daytime. And sometimes the guys sing it on the campus. It's somebody over here on the campus. He be wailing like he Bob Marley. Um, but I'm, I'll make sure that you guys get to hear that. Um, and as a person who really likes, I don't mind noise. I don't mind it. Um, I know a lot of people are like, I don't like no noise. And I don't, and I'm like, y'all need to, and I'm not saying you should like noise. What I'm saying is, all noise ain't bad noise. All noise is not bad noise. And there are just certain things about waking up to a prayer that I find really special for a culture of people. 
once again, all of this stuff is kind of embedded in this patriarchal um, control. But putting that aside, to wake up to a prayer being sung, I think it's cool. I think it's pretty dope. And there are just some things about what I'm experiencing here. The discipline, the commitment, um, the simplicity of the discipline and the commitment that really um, hit home for me. And it makes me realize that privilege in America is a wild child. Like it's a wild child. It's a wild, untamed um, child. It's privilege in America is not mature. Um, and I'm not saying privilege here is. I don't think privilege anywhere is totally like grown up. But in America, it's out of control. And I like how things tend to stop. I, I like how, you know, you might be rushing for something. You might be like, I got to get this. This has got to happen right now. And you walk in somewhere and you got to wait for somebody to finish praying. You got to wait for somebody to finish praying. Because that's the bank teller. And if you stop long enough and just take it in, you know, don't apply ego, don't apply impatience. Because we all claim to believe in something higher than ourselves. But when we want what we want, when we want it, there's no room for faith and there's no room for for the idea that if you're in a divine space, if you're in a divine headspace, then everything is working out for you. So whatever it is that you're being kept from, you're not really being kept from it. You're in alignment. So why do we impress our impatience? And I'm, let me tell y'all something. I should be in handcuffs right now because prior to coming here, I was super guilty of it. Like, I hated to wait. My ex will tell you that. He was like, yeah, she's a firecracker. And and even if I was being patient, it was showing on my face. Like, the impatience was showing on my face. Mask my mama, too. Because I would get really impatient with her. Um, But I'm at a point now where I... I yeah. You just kind of have to walk in time. Because time ain't, time doesn't exist, y'all. It really doesn't exist. I know you're saying it does, but it doesn't. (laughs) So, um, I got to take these braids out of my head, too. I didn't have these braids in my head for like two months. I know, I know, but I'll do it this weekend. My birthday weekend is this weekend, so I'll do it this weekend. And wash it and let it breathe before I put another set of braids in. Um, But yeah. And I have a whole patch of hair under my arms. Both of them. Oh my God. I'm so Grizzly Adams right now. 
I am so like it's long. Like I actually find myself <laughs> laying in bed sometimes, like stroking my underarm hairs. <laughs> But I'm in good company. I'm in such good company here. Because the women here are like... Yeah, dog. It's like... Why would you Why would you shave your underarm hairs? Unless you're a model. Like, they're like... You have to have a particular... Like, job. That says... Oh, you can't have hair under your arms. And I never smell anybody. I smell the men more than I smell anything else. I don't really smell the women. So... And you can't smell me either. So... It's kind of cool to have underarm hair, and I will be bringing it back to Texas. Yeah, I'll probably shave it, because y'all, you know, y'all's peer pressure is, you don't even have to say nothing. All y'all got to do is look at a nigga, and peer pressure be on them. But it's fun to have all my body hair right now. It really is fun. Because um, I, I really don't care. Like, I didn't care when I was home. But that Texas heat will bring the funk out. This heat doesn't really do that. Like, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. But there is something evil about the heat in Texas. And I'm not kidding, y'all. There is something inherently evil about that heat. Um, It's different here. The air is different. The food is different. Um... Yes, oppressive, but it's tolerable. Texas, not so much. All right, so I think I'm going to get off of here now. I think I've talked about nothing long enough. Um, But I did want y'all to hear me, let y'all know I'm okay, that I'm feeling good. I smile more often than not, which is weird. Like, I'll be walking down the hall and, like, I realize I'm smiling. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, but it feels good. Um, and fall is here. I've made it through the summer. Now I'm in the fall. December is right around the corner. And we're about to hit the second term where I pick up two more classes. I am also in the process of putting together a writing class that I'm going to offer I got I got to figure some things out but I will be looking for a space on a college campus where I can teach a writing course um, possibly to middle school um, students and or adults I really want to teach middle school kids on a college campus I really would like to teach middle school kids writing on a college campus, middle school kids who can afford it, middle school kids who are um, have been um, identified as gifted writers and teach them, offer it as a course that isn't in alignment with anybody's curriculum, um, but it is um, credited. I got to figure it out, though. Um, So if y'all are listening to this, anybody out there, let me know. Let me know what you got. Also, Nina, I will be calling you.
to see what you got in the way of um, opportunities for me to be in other countries to do what it is that I do. Um, I'm going to come home, submit these scripts, check on everybody, work some things out, and then make my next move. My business is booming. My numbers are growing. Um, And soon I will be posting more pictures from excursions of me being out and about. Going back to the pyramids that second time was even more phenomenal. Um, And I think I've got it down now. Like, I done got hustled. I'm not taking any more pictures with kids. I'm going to stay away from the young boys. They cannot even approach me now. Um, Thank God that didn't traumatize me. But I was really still, like, floored that out of all the things you're learning. Why do do we learn the bad words? Like, what is it about kids and language and bad words? words and then to have the audacity to use that on somebody because the class system says that you can do whatever you want because <laughs> you're a male child anyway once again I hope my curse worked on them I'm not taking it off all right y'all well that's that I hope everybody's fine if there's anything you want to know please um hit me up you can email me um i'm on instagram i'm on facebook you can just hit me up and if there's anything you want me to address about being over here in egypt let me know let me tell you some i'm not gonna go do a lot of research i'm 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 here to just kind of experience what comes to me day to day I don't I'm not really like going out and trying to do anything so hopefully whatever it is that I can answer for you it'll be mostly about what I'm observing or what I am experiencing as a melanated woman over here oh final thing I substituted um, a fifth grade class for my roommate while she was out and the students um, asked me where was I from and you remember I told y'all that I really feel like people sit around here and just look at me and assume that they know or they guess that they know but then nobody ever really asks so I told them, I said, I'm from America. And I, I told them the same thing I told my kids. I'm an African living in America, but I don't know what my African roots are. And then I asked them, these were fifth graders. I said, do y'all know the story about black people like me in America, how we were taken from Africa? And they were like, yeah. They shook their heads, yes. So I was like, okay. So I finished teaching the class. And afterwards, this boy, one of the little boy children walks up. He's like, I know where you're from, miss. I've solved the problem. I know where you are from. You don't have to worry anymore. I said, where am I from? He said, you are from Angola. 
And I said, how do you know? He said, because I know. I know you look like your nose, your face. You are from Angola. So, of course, you know, I walk out. <laughs> I pull out my phone and I start looking at women from Angola. And the more I scroll, the more I see myself. <laughs> so, I'm going to take this fifth grader's word for it. I'm going to take his ancestral energy. I'm going to take his experiences. I'm going to take his knowledge and I'm going to run with it. Now, I know I may not be fully from Angola. I have heard... Uh, there's somebody else told me something one time where they tried to guess where I was from. I don't, I think it was Ethiopia, but Angola, I was like, okay, okay, that's that, okay. So that's the word on the street and I'm sticking to it. This is Kamika Spencer signing off from Egypt as a resident. Hey, 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 be good, be good, be good, be God. Peace. Mm-hmm.